African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. A very good morning and uh, welcome to another interactive installment of African Dialogue right here on Channel Africa. From the African perspective, my name is Asanda Mazzaunyane and we're coming to you on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa, also uh, DSTV Audio Bouquet Channel 802. Now, Zimbabwe is once again making headlines around the world. This time, the army has held the 93-year-old President Robert Mugabe under house arrest. The elderly statesman has been confined to his residence for the past two days and is said to be fine. This was revealed by South African President Jacob Zuma, who says he had a telephonic conversation with the 93-year-old leader. On Thursday, after the military seized power in what is dubbed a targeted operation against criminals in the entourage of President Robert Mugabe, who has ruled the Southern African nation for almost four decades. It is, however, unclear where the First Lady, Grace Mugabe, is, who has been controversial in the media recently in a bid to succeed her husband as head of uh, uh, ZANU-PF and the government. It was not clear whether the apparent military coup would bring a formal end to the 93-year-old Mugabe's rule. So to talk about this uh, uh, buzzing topic, we joined, uh, uh, we'll be talking on the line to Dr. Ibo Mandaza, who is a political analyst. Let me say hi to you first, uh, Dr. and uh, welcome. Ibo, thank you. Uh, we're also joined in studio by Simon Muchemwa, who is uh, Channel Africa's correspondent. Uh, welcome, Simon. Thanks uh, for joining us as well. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be ch- uh, chatting to uh, David Coulthard and uh, Zanu Lumumba later. But let's start by asking, and let me ask you, uh, Simon, since you're right in, in front of me, what, what's the latest right now in the country? Uh, uh, the, from the perspective of the ordinary people, it's, um, it's like Zimbabweans feel for the first time in that seven years that um, there's a victory in front of them and uh, something is possible. And uh, they can see some light ahead of them in the tunnel. Uh, Robert Mugabe has been at the helm of Zimbabwe for 37 years, but uh, unfortunately this is the same system that has actually kept him in power since the uh, year 2000, sorry, 1980, mm. uh, all along uh, throughout the um, elections that were actually contested and so forth. And now, all of a sudden, they are turning against Robert Mugabe. The big question now that people are asking is, uh, yes, uh, we feel uh, there's now victory, there's now a new transition, people are now free to do things, people are now free to do a business without any interference from the police, from politicians, and so forth. But then what? Because Mugabe is still alive. Mugabe has not resigned. Mugabe uh, might still come back and maybe say he wants to finish his term. If he does, is this not going to be uh, suicidal for the military? Then we then see some bloodshed on the streets mm. when he's trying maybe to uh, punish these military for what they've just done. 
And that would be, you know, something else. But, but let's let's talk about the army and uh, the military, uh, Dr. Mandaza. They say this is not a coup, but it looks like a coup. It's got all the elements and, and principles of a coup. Do you agree that this is not a military coup? It's a coup, of course. It's a coup. Um, it's a classic coup, except, except that it is an incomplete coup. Um, in a coup, a conventional coup, you, you would have an outcome within hours of the military takeover. There's no outcome because, as uh, the other colleague has said, uh, the Gabe is still there. And the coup plotted themselves, acknowledged in Gabe's chief. So they're caught in a bind. And now is how to move forward. Uh, and ensure that there is a peaceful transition and that there is uh, stability in the country. That is the main thing. And uh, the initiative by South Africa and SADC, which meets, uh, was organized this afternoon at 3 o'clock, is a very uh, commendable initiative to ensure, one, that this order is restored, that Mugabe himself gets involved in the negotiations which were the traditional arrangement, and that we avoid Zimbabwe, a situation where one faction succeeds the other. Uh, I think it's important in the constitutional dialogue that the discussion is taken away from the faction driven that appears, which has brought us to this, and the army itself is part of the faction, uh, certainly, uh, and uh, therefore we need uh, a non-partisan uh, transition government pending elections and during which period we should have political and economic reforms. That is really the expectation of some of us who have been watching this uh, with some interest for, the, for over a year now. Why the avoidance, Simon, of the military calling this a, a coup? Because, you know, everyone else seems to think it is. Uh, is it maybe also the relationship you uh, alluded to between uh, President uh, Mugabe and the military that they're trying to, you know, be as kind, so to speak, in inverted commas about this uh, situation? You know, <clears throat> like I said before, uh, these are the guys uh, who have been in the liberation struggle with Mugabe before. They have actually so much respect for him. Uh, they have been with him uh, at the helm. They have actually looted together with Robert Mugabe, Grace Mugabe, and quite a number of politicians. And they, they too have skeletons in their cupboards. So the issue of uh, them trying not to say it's a coup or sort of putting Mugabe under so much immense pressure so that he will say all of a sudden on his own that uh, he's resigning is uh, a tactical move meant to, uh, for Mugabe to see as if these are the people who are supporting him but they are just doing it to do away with the corrupt people who are surrounding Robert Mugabe, especially the ministers who are now under uh, some house arrest. Mm. But uh, from uh, the, the way uh, individuals see it, we have uh, two, uh, there are two sides of uh, every coin. There are certain people who are saying that uh, we don't care whether it's Robert Mugabe is going to rule or not for as long as he changes mm. his attitudes, for as long as uh, Grace Mugabe stops the utterances that she is doing in public in rallies, castigating everyone willy-nilly. 
and this is what actually most people were saying it is actually unfortunate but do you find that there are other people who are saying they love what Grace Mugabe has been doing because she has speeded up the process uh, towards democracy and this is what we have now, right now, because this is as a result of what Grace Mugabe has been doing. Quarter past 11 is our time, Central African here on African Dialogue. This is Channel Africa that you're listening to. Remember, we come to you Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. You can interact with us, find us on Twitter at Channel Africa. We're also on Facebook or you can SMS your views to plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. My name is Asanda Mazzaunya and I'm chatting to Dr. Ibo Mandaza and Simon Muchemwa talking about the Zimbabwean uh, political crisis. So, Dr. Mandaza, who is uh, basically running the country at the moment? I mean, and, and can we even refer to this as a transition? Because given the different views coming from the different uh, factions, even within ZANU-PF, as well as the, the people on the ground, uh, and all that's happening, we know the SADC also has its view, uh, President Jacob Zuma of South Africa also has his view. Can we refer to this as a transition or a transitional period, really? Yeah, transition has begun differently. We have begun the transition Mugabe to whatever. Um, you ask the question who's in charge. The, the military is in charge. You can move around around the charge. They're in charge of the, of the broadcasting station which they took at midnight on Monday on my interview Tuesday morning. They, they have uh, ransacked uh, a number of uh, ministers' houses uh, from what I've seen on, in the various footage. Um, and uh, as you have said, the, the, the head of state is under, under siege under house arrest, eventually. But as I said earlier on, there's light at the end of the tunnel, at least in terms of clarifying the issues and factors which must be uh, considered in, in this transition. Um, one uh, is, as I said earlier, is restoring constitutional order. I think that is the, the objective of the mission to Harare, uh, the part of the African government. And indeed, that will be the subject this afternoon. I think SADC, in particular, but the world in general, have, have frowned upon this, these events. Uh, and and uh, we don't have a situation where this, this drags on. Uh, the presence of the military is very real. And the, 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 uh, the specter of military rule is very, very palpable in Zimbabwean society right now. And uh, the longer it takes, the more anxiety, even the part of those who saw as the return of democracy or the potential thereof. And after how long could we say then this is now really dragging? Is there like a time frame that we should be panicking after? I think I hope that it is done today. I believe the uh, the uh, South African uh, delegation met uh, with the general or the representative thereof last night and they're meeting Gabe and his, uh, some of his ministers this morning uh, uh, as, as a prelude to the meeting this afternoon. In, in, at SADC. I think the, the first and foremost, uh, I'm sure the uh, South African government wants to ensure that the head of state is restored, yeah. that his movements are not, are not um, uh, prescribed by the military, and that uh, there are going to be negotiations, which there should be, that he does so as a, as, 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 as a head of state, who might or might not accede to the idea of a transitional government, but at any rate, who, might, who can be persuaded once he's in, in a position uh, within which he's in many options at the moment.
Okay, we're going to take a break just now, but I just before we go there, uh, Simon, the, the ministers and the officials that have been arrested, what are they going to be charged with? We are not <coughs> sorry for that. We're not so sure for now, but um, from the statement that uh, uh, General Chiwenga read on Monday, you find that uh, there's so much support uh, behind uh, General Chiwenga, and that's what uh, is actually sort of revamped energy in Zimbabwe among the generals, ordinary ordinary citizens, that uh, they want to deal with uh, criminals surrounding uh, Robert Mugabe. Zimbabweans know exactly what these ministers were doing, mm. looting the diamonds, looting uh, the roadblocks, the money that was coming from the roadblocks. Uh, most of it was not going towards uh, the fiscals, but it was going into the pockets of the police officers, uh, ministers, and so forth. There are quite a number of uh, ill-gotten uh, events that were taking place in Zimbabwe, uh, land, and so forth. And, and there's evidence of this? Or is there it? is so much evidence, mm. and the government was not doing anything. And this is one uh, mistake that Robert Mugabe did for quite a number of years, because even though, uh, like Jonathan Moyo, he stole some money from Zimdef, that's the money that was supposed to benefit the college students. But uh, for Grace Mugabe to stand up at a rally and say uh, Jonathan Moyo is uh, innocent, he has not stolen any money, that was very unfortunate. Hmm. Let's take a break, uh, as promised, and we'll continue with our chat. Looking at the Zimbabwean political crisis here on uh, African Dialogue, my name is Asanda Matsaunya, and I stay with Channel Africa. Attention to our listeners. From the 30th of October 2017, the first hour of Africa Digest will not be broadcast on Channel 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. The 1700-hour show will only be found on shortwave and online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Please note that this only applies to the 1700-hour Central African Time show. The 1900-hour Central African Time program will be back on all the platforms. Channel Africa, giving you an African perspective. Welcome back to African Dialogue, 21 minutes past 11 Central African time. We're talking about the Zimbabwean political crisis with Dr. Ibo Mandaza, who is a political analyst, and Simon Muchemwa, who is our Channel Africa correspondent. So, uh, doctor, if I can just come to you now on, on the... Have we lost the doctor? Is there someone who's dropped the line there? Uh, doctor, are you still there? Okay. Uh, we, we're going to try and get a hold of Dr. Mandaza just now. And uh, remember, you can uh, ch- uh, interact with us. Find us on Twitter at Channel Africa. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. We can uh, e- email us as well. Our info, I mean, our address is info at channelafrica.org. And if you're listening from America, you can call us on 605-475-1711 at no extra costs. We also have a WhatsApp number, and that is plus 27763 Double zero double three two seven. If you're in South Africa, and then the number is oh seven six three zero zero. 
3327. Okay, let's continue with you, Simon, as we try and get the doctor back on the line. When we look at the actions of the army commander, I, I think it was doctor who said that the army is basically the ones in charge of the country at the moment, but who, under whose instructions is he operating? Can he, uh, can, is it a possibility that there could be somebody else who's instructing him as much as he's now coming you know, across as the actual leader, Constantino uh, Chiwenga? Let's not forget that um, Constantino Chiwenga has been um, a general for quite some time now in Zimbabwe. He has got uh, good relations uh, with um, other colleagues and um, maybe countries in the East mm. because Zimbabwe have actually adopted the look East police for quite some time. And uh, a few days ago, he was in China. And uh, we understand there were discussions between uh, Emerson Mnangagwa and uh, Chiwenga while he was outside the country. So mm. there is unconfirmed rumor which is saying that uh, China could be involved uh, because they actually accommodated uh, Chiwenga. They also accommodated some of the war veterans like Mchangwa. Mm. They also accommodated uh, Emerson Mnangagwa. There's a hand to a certain extent from the Chinese. But what is it that the Chinese want in Zimbabwe? Mm. If you investigate further, you find that uh, if the military is not careful, they might be actually giving a, 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 a hand to some people who want to plunder more in Zimbabwe than uh, benefit the ordinary Zimbabweans. Because the Chinese have been looting uh, in the Manapus, they've been looting uh, in the Victoria Falls, uh, like the wildlife, the, the cyanide killings and so forth. The Chinese have been involved in that. And... Uh, Mugabe has been actually sort of protecting those Chinese. So to a certain extent, Zimbabweans don't really understand why China has got some interest in Zimbabwe. There's mm. so much wealth in Zimbabwe. That's why you find almost Russia, China, uh, uh, Korea, Israel, and so forth, they're all rushing back into Zimbabwe. Uh, America and Britain, they are now saying... Uh, uh, there's this term that they are saying that renegotiating with Zimbabwe, something like that. But why? It's all because of the mineral wealth, the wildlife, and quite a number of resources that they may get in Zimbabwe. But uh, without uh, the person who might be saying that uh, to hell with you, like what Robert Mugabe has been saying, mm. this might be another chance for some of these countries to plunder again at the expense of ordinary Zimbabweans. So it is quite tricky at mm. the moment because the army might say that, uh, yes, we are giving back democracy to Zimbabweans, but democracy without economic empowerment, true economic empowerment, whereby a uh, plunder is stopped, the resources are then given back onto the ordinary people, then we are likely going to uh, uh, go in circles and come back to the situation where we are now. Talking about giving chances or having chances, what are the chances, uh, Dr. Mandaza, of uh, Vice President uh, Emerson Nangangwa at this stage now to, to you know, take over the country and maybe make sure the transitional period is, is done? What are his chances of a takeover? To install any of the
Dr. Mandaza, I'm not sure where, uh, you know, we have, we lost you before uh, and now the line is very bad. We can't hear you clearly, but we're going to try and work on that. Let me bring in uh, Emeritus Professor Shadrach uh, Guto. Welcome to African Dialogue uh, again from yesterday. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what are your views, uh, Emeritus Professor, in this question posed to Dr. Mandaza in terms of the chances of uh, Vice President Emerson Mnangangwa uh, at the moment in, in, you know, taking over and, and leading the country, Zimbabwe? Well, my view at this particular moment is to say that I think Robert Mugangwa has been removed from power his wife has no chances of taking over as she was trying to. And uh, I think Emerson Langabwa has an opportunity to leave the country, but it may not be the right time for him to do so, because it will look as if there was a military coup and he took over. And the Southern Africa Development Community started and the African Union did not welcome those who take power through a constitutional means. So he may have to wait and hope for election, uh, which we hope will be credible, free, fair, and peaceful. Uh, as soon as possible. The question is who will be acting uh, leader of the country between now and then. Of course, you do have Emerson Mnangagwa, but you also have great, uh, you do have uh, Mujuru, who was deputy president and then was removed by Robert Mugabe. So how they negotiate all of that is something that uh, South Africa is trying to do, uh, the AU should do, to prevent uh, Zimbabwe from going to a crisis because it will affect the whole region, not just Zimbabwe. We welcome David Coltart now to the chat. Uh, welcome to uh, Channel Africa, who's former Zimbabwean cabinet minister. Welcome, David. Uh, well, I hope Hello. that you get it from uh, Sorry, uh, Emeritus Professor, so, sorry, I'm, I'm just welcoming David and I, I'm trying to get his views as well. Uh, uh, David, uh, are you there? I am here, yes. All right, so thanks for making time as well. Okay, let's bring you in in the, the, you know, the issue of SADC and their involvement and President Jacob Zuma uh, sending in an envoy there uh, to the country. Also, Amnesty International urging South Africa to, to help in this case of uh, Zimbabwe. Who is part of uh, this, uh, um, you know, this uh, deployed envoy to to Zimbabwe from South Africa? Do we know? And what is the the power that you know President Jacob Zuma and South Africa can have in changing or is assisting this uh, situation in Zimbabwe? Uh, I think that you have enormous power. If you look at the military statements, the reason they in a pains to describe this uh, not as a coup when, of course, it is a coup, is because they cannot um, 
if uh, SARAC views it as a coup. And, and I think President Zuma and the entire region uh, are not leverage. Uh, and it is important that that leverage be exercised to, to ensure that this um, that there's a return to civilian rule as quickly as possible. Uh, and also, and, and this is critical, you can't just replace the Guardian that we agree that the Constitution of Zimbabwe will be complied with in its totality mm-hmm. and that we have a, uh, a legally correct path towards the next next elections uh, you know when we look at and we talk about those next elections uh, what are the chances that i mean there's there is you know positive like simon was saying there's positive sentiment uh, amongst the general public uh, you know this is seen as a light at the end of a tunnel uh, but are we really you know looking at this as a positive thing in terms of the next elections david well let's deal with the comments about the view of the public. A lot of people are tired of the Mugabe regime. They were very concerned about the prospect of a Mugabe dynasty, and that accounts for um, jubilation, if there is any jubilation. Mm. Uh, But I don't think that people have thought this through. If um, Mugabe is simply replaced by a hard-line, effectively military junta is not going to go forward. And the only way we can go forward uh, is if we comply with the Constitution, if we take ourselves back to the Constitution. And that includes uh, a discussion about when the next election is going to be and how that election is going to be conducted. If, if we don't do that, we are simply going to perpetuate the problems faced by Zimbabwe. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, David. We understand we can't uh, keep you for long, but uh, at least we did have a chance to chat to you, so we appreciate it. Thank you. David uh, Coltart is former Zimbabwean cabinet minister. Uh, It's uh, 33 minutes past 11 Central African time here on African Dialogue, talking about the Zimbabwean political crisis. What? uh, Let's talk about uh, uh, Grace Mugabe now, the first lady. Do we know where she is, Uh, Simon? It's unfortunate. In Zimbabwe, the social media has actually taken over the traditional media to a certain extent that uh, there's so much fake news which is making round and uh, circulating among his uh, ordinary Zimbabweans. Some people are sort of making fun out of Grace Mugabe, sending pictures and so forth. And uh, uh, out of that, they've actually been saying that Grace Mugabe might have fled to uh, Namibia mm. or somewhere within Sadak. But uh, from uh, what I ha- have seen in following since uh, last weekend, I don't think the military could have given her that opportunity because I was attending all the press conferences that uh, the military were doing, ZANU-PF were doing and so forth. Grace Mugabe never expected that by today mm. she would be under house arrest. So I don't think they should have fled ahead of what happened uh, on Tuesday. Otherwise it would have been suspicious, right? Definitely, yeah.
Um, uh, Emeritus Professor, can you come in there in terms of Grace Mugabe's role in this? Because there's also been the rumors, uh, like uh, Simon is alluding to, uh, that, uh, you know, this has all resulted as a, you know, it's all because of her ambition that this is happening in the in the first place, her ambition to succeed her husband. Do you agree with the spectators saying that this drama is as a result of the ambition of uh, Mrs. Mugabe uh, wanting to succeed her husband and also the speculation around her whereabouts? How would this pan out in terms of how she looks? <laughs> Professor? Hello, I, I think that uh, it is quite probable that she is not in Zimbabwe at the moment. And I think she may have fled to Namibia. Namibia and South Africa are great friends of Zimbabwe because Zimbabwe helped a lot with the liberation of those two countries. Would that not be suspect then, uh, Professor? Would that not be suspicious? And then, you know, would she not come across as being part of this whole uh, military coup, apparent military coup? No, I, I don't I don't think that she is. She's running away because I think the British leadership is tired of her own thing. She has been behaving directing her husband and her husband is very old at the moment. As I already indicated almost senile. And she wanted to take over. I think she has lost all the chances of being a leader of Zimbabwe. Uh, the question whether the military will allow her to stay in the country or not. At the same time, I think it is important for the military at this particular moment to indicate that it is waiting. There will be a transitional period, but they hope that the elections. Whoever the people affect, uh, whether they were in the opposition or not, their role is to protect the country and not to decide who is to the country. Let the people decide, not the military. But I think they were already very tired of raising garbage and kick and uh, trying to punish people and, and so on and so forth. And, Whatever Mugabe was doing in the last one year or two, he was just imitating what he was told by great Mugabe. So I think that the best you can ask for is to be forgiven and to stay in the country, otherwise he will go into exile. Simon, can we say then it's over for Mrs. Mugabe? There's absolutely no way that she could take over from her, her husband, uh, President Robert Mugabe, at this stage. We've, we've already ruled out Vice President Emerson Nangangwa. Can we rule her out? You know what? It's, it's, it's quite dramatic. What is happening in Zimbabwe now is quite dramatic. Yes, ordinary Zimbabweans are against the dynasty, the, the, the likelihood of a dynasty uh, at the, from the Congress in December uh, this year. But you find that uh, if you read carefully the statements by General Chiwenga and uh, the statement that was announced by um, uh, Major General Sibusiso Moyo on mm. Tuesday early in the morning when the so-called coup uh, took place, mm. these people are not castigating Robert Mugabe. To a certain extent, they are still respecting Robert Mugabe and uh, Grace 
actually whatever she's doing she's taking advantage one of a uh, uh, lack uh, of cohesion mm. and lack of uh, maybe authority on the part of Robert Mugabe because uh, like the, what the military said Mugabe has been surrounded by people who are stealing and looting from Zimbabwe so it may, if maybe those people are taken away Grace might see as if she's been exposed. Maybe that's when she'll see that uh, her power has now been taken away. Maybe then that's when she'll then rethink about the issue of uh, taking over from Robert Mugabe. But as, she, as it stands right now, Mugabe is adamant and he wants his wife to take over. Let's not forget that uh, Mugabe has been uh, at the helm uh, of Zimbabwe for 37 years. Mm. So even if it were Grace coming uh, to take over from Robert Mugabe, this is Robert Mugabe's plan. And this is the reason why he never wanted to appoint someone to succeed him after he's gone. It is Mugabe's plan. So at the end of the day, it is Mugabe's call at the end of the day to say, my wife should no longer uh, be part of the plan. Then someone else comes in. But as it stands right now, if the military were to be led to... Um, decide and maybe the election some elections were to be done even tomorrow grace mugabe would not see any position in government hmm. but, uh, so i mean in terms of actually that want to, i wanted to ask earlier when we were talking about the general public and what's going on on the ground is the workplace the business side of things schools are they running as per normal there was a bit of panic early um tuesday morning uh, when this started, uh, some headmasters had to turn away school kids because, you know, there have been protests which turned violent yeah. and some kids got injured, some had to, some lost their lives, property was damaged and so forth. So uh, Zimbabweans have had uh, these experiences for years now mm. under Robert Mugabe's uh, role. So people didn't know what to expect. But uh, eventually when they later realized, yes, the presence of the military is there, but the military are sort of friendly. At the airport, there are so many checkpoints, but very friendly military. You 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 drop at the airport, uh, go leave. The, the planes are coming in into Zimbabwe and leaving without any any hindrance. Cars are are, go, are driving along the highways in Zimbabwe. The police, for the first time, have been taken off the roads by the military. This is another sign of uh, positivity or uh, a positive sign uh, from what the military has done so there is no state of emergency people are just driving even at night 12 midnight you can just drive from point a to point b even if you meet the military they'll just stop you where are you going they want an id then you proceed no hindrance at all and this is what zimbabweans are saying for as long as the military continues to behave like this at least will continue to run our business freely. So the business started uh, opening late because they didn't know what to expect, mm. the looting and so forth that has happened before. But later on when they realize, yes, the military is just there strategically to make sure that maybe the office of the president is not vandalized or something is done to the president or maybe this is just uh, uh, security which is being uh, offered to the president, Zimbabweans have just gone back uh, to their ordinary business. So life is, is continuing. Yeah, because mind you, 90% of Zimbabweans are vendors. So even if they stay at home, then what? Yeah. Emeritus uh, Professor, let's uh, come to you with closing remarks now. What can we expect to be uh, unfolding in the next days coming? 
Well, I hope that uh, the ministry should come forward to indicate that it is looking forward for peaceful elections next year, so that Zimbabwe is really not pushed out of SADC and AU. At the same time, it is a question of who will be the leader for that transitional period, which is a few months away, and for the world to, and Africa to help Zimbabwe to hold proper elections uh, that are credible, I think that's what one ought to look for. But at the moment, one can say that the military has behaved responsibly and that uh, it was enough was enough. But at the same time, uh, I think that Robert Mugabe is now out, whether it remains as a, you know, called president, but it is ceremonial, because I think that the security forces will be in charge until the next election. Uh, and that is important. Uh, we don't want further crisis in Zimbabwe, because it affects the whole region not just Zimbabwe alone. Okay, and Zimbabwe let's... is an important country with a lot of resources that can rise up within the next two, three years uh, and so on. So yeah, let, let's leave it on that point, uh, Emeritus. Thank you so much, Emeritus Professor. I just want to get Simon uh, uh, Simon's uh, view. In 30 seconds, Simon, your predictions. Um, honestly, I don't know what to say. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I never thought that uh, in my 44-year-old, uh, in my 44-year and uh, 20-year career as a journalist, uh. I will see uh, something like this in Zimbabwe. I'm shocked. I don't know what to expect. Mm. And I, do, I think there are so many other Zimbabweans who, like me, don't know exactly what to expect. Well, thank you so much anyway for, for your time and all your input and insight, and we appreciate you coming through. Uh, Dr. Ibo Mandaza, political analyst, was talking to us earlier, as well as David Coltart, who's former Zimbabwean cabinet minister, and you just heard now Simon Muchemwa, Channel Africa correspondent, and before that, uh, Emeritus Professor Shadrach Guto, talking to us here on African Dialogue. It's 11.45 Central African time. We have economics news coming up with Wisani Matebula. Stay with us. Channel Africa has good news for you. We have extended our reach. If you have an iPad or iPhone, download the Channel Africa iOS app at itunes.apple.com. If you have a cell phone, then get our Android app at Google Store. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.